The following episode is entirely fictitious. Any similarity to the history of any podcasts, current or defunct, or any actual conversation is entirely coincidental and unintentional. Except where specifically noted otherwise in the cast and crew credits, all guest voices from Secret Room Multimedia are impersonated, and no nerds with microphones and an abundance of free time have endorsed any aspect of this show. Is anyone still listening after all that? Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Cartoncast. My name is Ben. And my name is Zane. I'm Nathan Kay. I'm Craig Lewis. And this is the podcast where we watch uh, old cartoons to see what we think of them as adults. And today we are watching Clerks, the animated series. Yes, uh, uh, the Cartoncast is recorded in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> Good. Ben, I noticed that you didn't actually say the name of our podcast. <laughs> Did we? Did I? You, you just said the generic podcast. <laughs> this is the podcast. Welcome <laughs> this to podcast. Is the podcast. Um, yes, and it's like it's like today. an alien tried to host. <laughs> like, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. This is human music. <laughs> the only podcast on the internet. <laughs> yes, and our, uh, our human yeah. guests today. Uh, thank our you for live joining studio us. audience. Yes, <laughs> um, Nathan and Craig. Do you guys want to just uh, introduce yourselves? Real briefly. No, not really. Okay. Cool. So Nathan Moving and Craig on. come to us from <laughs> uh, Secret Room Multimedia, right? Um, yes. Where you guys have a few podcasts as well as some other artistic endeavors. Oh, we do. Thank you. That's awesome. That's so awesome of you to uh, drop that uh, plug there. I uh, Glad it wasn't scripted. <laughs> Madam, plugs up front. Secret Room Multimedia is a labor of love. Yeah, we do three podcasts currently and there's more in the pipeline we got a pokemon show we've got an all-around show and um yeah there, there's some comic strips there's uh some music and more coming soon we've got a lot of big ideas and a mm -hmm. bright future is, is it um so you have the you know the fair point podcast the fair enough podcast um what what exactly is the distinction between those two i was just curious well, Fair Point Podcast was our original show. That was like the main show that we do. And it's uh, also a lot more thorough. There's uh, quite a bit of research going into each topic there, as opposed to Fair Enough is just general discussions about something going on, uh, whether it's life of a, in a simulation or not, or a movie. Yeah, on Fair Point, we'll pick a topic, thoroughly research it, maybe throw in a radio play, really try to create artistically like a really great podcast that we're proud of and on fair enough we just don't even really care we're just like hey <laughs> uh we have friends that kind of want to do a podcast too and they just kind of want to talk about something and we don't feel like doing research let's do an episode of fair enough uh so would you say that it's fair points b-side it's not exactly fair point but it's fair enough that's pretty clever ben and i just sort of throw everything in here and hope it sounds good it all passes muster well, that's sort fine. of Fairpoint started off like that, and then when yeah. it split, and fair enough became a thing. You know what I mean? They each sort of took on mm -hmm. those those roles, and then yeah, of course, our threshold for quality is is, a, is in an underground bunker. <laughs> uh, I I did want to camp out on your other podcast for a second, the Sylph Radio podcast, um, which was a little bit more uh, easy for me to get into because it was very clearly about a thing that I enjoyed and. Uh, that just that just speaks to me a little bit easier when I'm running through my podcatcher. So, um, yeah, Sylph Radio being the Pokemon you say centered exactly? podcast. Like, 
Yeah, well, how would you <laughs> self-describe that? We pick a Pokemon-centered topic, so it doesn't have to be the anime, per se. It could be any character from the video games, the card game. It could be a specific species of Pokemon, one of the movies, uh, one of the mangas. There's so many corners, even a specific game, Pokemon Stadium, um, a city, a settlement, Mount Moon. There's 50 episodes yeah. almost now, and uh, just like Fairpoint, we research it and really get into like the mythological or historical influences the cultural influences and also try to make it funny and a little bit obscene yeah I, uh, I, it's really great thank you um, thank you so, so much sorry, um no go for yeah, it I've, I've listened to a few and my my response when i'm listening when you guys are talking about like how this actually works and i i always think i'm like Oh yeah, yeah, and then this, 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 and if you guys get onto that too, I feel so smart and engaged. If you guys don't get onto it, I'm like, let me on. I gotta, I gotta yeah. plead my case. I gotta, I gotta tell you, I could do a full two and a half hours about that weirdo in Pokemon trading card game, the video game, Imakuni. That like weird. Yeah. Oh my god! No way, dude. That shows up. It's booked. Consider it booked, man. I'm planning to do an. I want to do an episode with him, and I was like, I don't know who the fuck to get on this episode because oh. none of my oh, friends know anything you, you care. You want Ben? Dude, I'm I'm straight up. It's I mean, booked. Consider it booked. His masochistic Pokemon deck trying to hurt himself all the time. I maintain that the Pokemon trading card game video game is the pinnacle of the Pokemon experience. No argument can be can be made against that. It's clear. Um, it's I, obvious. I was actually thinking, I mean, you know, I don't want to uh, you know, insert myself into your podcast. I kept on thinking, you know, this would be a great place to think of like new Pokemon types. I don't know if you guys have done that before. Um, Dark as in bomb, like Pokemon fire, grass, psychic, fairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, like one you know, that's came not out with... a type yet. Like yeah, creating a be. new one. Yeah, yeah. Something like <laughs> that would totally be cool. So, I mean, you guys actually, that podcast is in a similar vein to our own where we like look way deeper at a thing than we have any reason or right to and just kind of pick it apart at the seams. So um, it's, it's really easy to relate to what you guys do. And uh, yeah. I thank you for it. Well, thank you. I um, really appreciate this opportunity to come on your show. I love your show, too. Uh, it, it's Aww. really cool. Appreciate too. It. Podcasts like this are great because like, I can go to work and while I'm working, I, I, can't, I can't actually watch these shows. But listening to you guys talk about it is like reliving a show that I haven't watched in years. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh, Prometheus and Bob. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and then I'm watching the episodes in my head like you've brought it yeah. back. So on uh, on that note, um, yeah, let's you guys shit are, all over a beloved franchise, shall we? You, you guys are guesting. Um, oddly enough, we're not talking about the Pokemon animated series. Instead, we are talking about Clerks, the animated series, which is similar in stature and in scope <laughs> to Pokemon. To Pokemon. <laughs> what What are you saying? <laughs> well, there's about um, as much character development. <laughs> <laughs> I think you will find that the world building is no less uh, intensive. Oh my god, you guys are so, acting like a bunch of Charles Barkleys. Oh god, why <laughs> did he keep showing up? What is that about? How did they get him? <laughs> so, uh, why did why did you guys want to look at this aside dice. from the fact that you guys look like Jay and Silent Bob? <laughs> it's oh, it's wow, eerie, we do, don't we? I I have definitely a gotten Kevin Smith a lot. How did that happen? <laughs> like individually Matt, neither Matt, one of you would stand out as that but the synthesis together <laughs> uh, it's it's eerie <laughs> we're both big kevin smith fans clerks uh, it's hard for me i have i have three favorite movies but clerks is one of them and uh it has a special place in my heart and this this 
tape may have been the first thing I ordered off the internet uh, on VHS. The clerks uncensored all six episodes because they only aired two of them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Out of order. Yeah, that's no right. Less. Firefly. Um, yeah. So I guess I'll, I'll go into a little bit of the production and then we can go further into the animated series and the movie that inspired it. Um, and maybe so, also just a little bit of talking about Viewisk Universe. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of so, tangentially. So Clerks the Animated Series was made in 2000. Uh, as you said, episodes two and four were shown on ABC before it was canceled, with the rest being shown in 2002 on Comedy Central, of but course. they also showed four first and then two. Yeah, that's also very... <laughs> yeah, so the clip show didn't make any sense. Yeah, the, the whole point of episode two, the whole conceit of it is that wouldn't it be funny if a sitcom did their flashback bottle episode for their second episode when they only had one episode <laughs> right. to flashback to? If you air it out of sequence, it makes no sense whatsoever. The joke is killed. <laughs> Especially if you never air the actual episode that it was clipping. <laughs> it yeah, also so the joke clearly... might also be lost on modern younger audiences who are so familiar with like Family Guy and Seth MacFarlane's brand of comedy which had just come out what 99 2000 so the idea of like a show of a flashback just, yeah that yeah. wasn't really a thing at that point like Family Guy had to have existed because there's actually one shot in the final episode taken at Seth MacFarlane <laughs> I just saw that <laughs> but uh I was actually surprised to see that I didn't think Family Guy was out at this point, but yeah, they were uh, ninety eight or ninety nine. It had to be ninety nine. Yeah. Um, so of course, this is based on the nineteen ninety four movie Clerks, which has clearly uh, a rabid fan base who who um, you know cares about the fact that they you know aired it out of order. It, they just like they did to Firefly. Um, <laughs> was Firefly start... aired out of order? Oh, it was. It was a yeah, mess. They kept the... changing the time slot. Yeah, and then it got like canceled for a baseball game getting extended, and it was a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> poor, um, poor Firefly. Joss Whedon. I wonder if he ever recovered from that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I think. Oh, okay. we're dealing well, with his. We're, we're dealing with his himself. twin brother nowadays. He's so. still in the hospital. Oh, Josh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Josh Whedon. Josh <laughs> Whedon. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's how we got the second uh, Avengers movie. Um, <laughs> So the the animated series starred the same actors and was made by the same director, Kevin Smith, who also plays Silent Bob. Uh, In everything. You know, famously, when he was making the original Clerks, he sold a bunch of stuff and uh, maxed out several credit cards. Just kind of this labor of love, like trying to make this work. And it became a huge classic. Uh, and it's he went like on to make the, other films in the same universe. It's the like underdog filmmaker success story, right? Yeah. The idea oh, that you have absolutely. got like, no standing in the community. This is your only shot. You better make it big. And it just so happened to be a, a huge success. Well, yeah, he Which worked. makes the fact that it's got an animated series kind of kind of super strange because now yeah. he does have success and like sufficient budget to, and, and um, noteworthiness to, to build off of. And it didn't kind of go anywhere with this, with the show. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's still a good show, but it is odd to see like the uh, quintessential underdog making... A sit like a, an animated sitcom. It just seems very strange. To like me. he's parodying himself. I mean, the the show is a massive parody to that whole sitcom culture. Yeah, they and even make a point of it in the last episode where you know they they read quote unquote fan mail where they're like, "Are you guys gay or what?" No. Next question. Yeah, I love the movie Clerks, but I think your show sucks hard. It's in color, right? And nobody curses. It's nothing like the movie with all the monkeys and the little league stuff. 
And the evil billionaire guy, it's like it's on The Simpsons? Don't! I also feel that you guys come off as gay on the show. Thank you? That wasn't even a question. Oh, you want it to be more like the movie, do you? And then there's oh. just this back and forth where Jay and Silent Bob are off doing crazy adventures off screen, and they're just kind of <laughs> snarkily talking about it in the store. One interesting note about the fan mail is the first note they read was by was written by Jen Schwalbach. Yeah, that was really? like, that was different episode, but yes, which is Kevin Smith's wife's name. Yeah. There's a bunch of little references in there. Dante's address is totally Kevin Smith's address growing up. Um, <laughs> so he sent a bunch of people there, to his mom's house. <laughs> Great. There's like a, there's like a, I think it's like in the third episode, the intro starts up with them reading uh, fan mail, like fan hate mail. Like you should be yeah, more that was gender what I was inclusive. About. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. I, I, I guess I, I got confused that there, I forgot there were two that read fan mail. There's they, six they episodes. Do it and they did twice. Well, twice. It was the one that Ben <laughs> was talking about. They were actually at a convention and it was people oh, yeah. answering questions in the audience. Yeah. yeah. And then the one you're talking about was the fan, was mail. The fan mail. Yeah. Uh, he's Zane. I'm Ben. Oh, Jesus. I'm Zane. sorry. Zane. <laughs> ben. Zane. Ben. Gotcha. I, I'll, it's all I'll good. confuse it three more times tonight. <laughs> yeah. we. <laughs> but I won't tell you that I did. No, let's just flash back to it three times in a row. We, we've never had four people on this podcast, so it's going to be hard keeping all of us straight. Yeah. It's also um, very strange having four people on, I have to say. It's totally <laughs> fine, but... It is hard to like oh, keep track chaos. of who I'm trying to talk over and when. Just picture it like it's that '70s show, and we're all around the yeah. circle. <laughs> yeah, just round table it. Yeah, <laughs> the dank basement. Um, what are what's everybody's favorite um, Kevin Smith movie? Oh, oh I'm a dog clerk. man. Clerks, hands down. Dogma, you said. Dogma. I'm a dog man. Yeah. <laughs> Dogma's probably his best, but Clerks is just my favorite. Like I just love Dante yeah. and Randall and I just love the quick stop and the setting and I'm I'm gonna have to agree with Nathan here. It's just oh, I'm a huge favorite. I'm also a huge Clerks fan. Like those characters are so tactile and like something they're about so the movie they're is... so in a particular frame of mind that I can really respect and relate to. That like weird apathy uh, superiority complex that they both seem to have. Yeah. yeah. I would also put Red something... State way up there, though, too. Oh. Like, I, I well, loved what... that movie. Which one? Red State. Red State. I, I read about that. Isn't that like a... That was Kevin like Smith the, uh... likes doing this. He makes, a whole, he makes a whole movie about a particular part of a culture that he dislikes. What, which one was this one? <laughs> That's the all the Westboro <laughs> Baptist Church. Yeah. It's basically That's like right. a church that oh, kills wow. gay people in this movie, basically. Uh, that kills yeah. sinners and transgressors. Uh, there's Lovely. something something about Clerks is I mean I love the characters. It's hilarious. The acting is great. The performances are great. The, like you said, indie success story. But there's just something about the quick stop and the setting that's cozy. I don't know what it is. Is like, it is it because you've been there before? No, before that's why I wanted to go there. Like I, I went there like because I felt it was calling me, like Mecca. And there's uh, nobody selling firecrackers in front of. Very disappointed. I waited. <laughs> it's something about it. Just it's like almost comfortable and cozy. It's like and you warm. go to a college and there's like a there's like a seat in the auditorium for like Denzel Washington because it was his alma mater. In the same way, <laughs> there's like a seat right outside the quick stop. It's like this is where Jay sold fireworks. <laughs> um. So I'm going to have to be the odd man out here. Um, I enjoyed Clerks when I first watched it maybe 10 years ago, but I, I tried watching it again, and I could only make it like 40 minutes in, and I'm like, I, really? I hate these people. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's I know, fascinating. I know it's an affectation. It's just I'm so not that mindset. 
Well, they're pretty awful people. I mean, Silent Bob's yeah. <laughs> probably the only one that's not horrible. They're better characters than they are people. I don't think there's any argument to be made. Dante's a whiny, like, self-absorbed, uh, disloyal, like... <laughs> Out of everyone in the show, sack. Dante is the one that I would not want to meet in real life. It, which is unfortunate, because uh, Dante's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then Randall's hilarious, but he's pretty much just a pre-internet troll. Like, neither of them have friends outside of each other for good reason. And then yeah. Jay, of course, is the Yeah, the they're scumbag. effectively removed from the society. <laughs> so that's the thing is... Quarantined um, to the quick stop. I So when I was looking up what people thought online about this, a lot of it was just like, you know, for people from Generation X, this was so different and so new and wild um, are we talking about the movie or the animated series? The movie. <laughs> okay, very good. Um, and so, you know, it, it was different. But I think today, looking at it as much more of a millennial perspective, it's, you know, we have other stuff now and our sensibilities have kind of changed. Um, so I, I don't know. Do you guys feel like it's it's more of a Generation X thing? We're probably in the gen right in between. Right? Yeah, I, I'm, so, a, I'm a X some tweeners. <laughs> so uh, we were in high school and uh clerks at least to me was sort of like something to look up to almost as a geek as a young budding geek who's like oh well here's geeks that sit around and talk about star wars like i do but they also smoke cigarettes and say the f word and uh <laughs> i don't know like it, it was uh, I don't know how to put it. Not like I actually looked up to Dante and Randall, but in a way, like the culture of like that film was, I wasn't a Gen Xer, but it was like, okay, well, these are what the people a few years older than me that I would probably yeah. respect are into, you well, know? That's, well, that's what I mean. Like that is the Gen X, like archetypical hero is somebody who doesn't need this, you know, blase society that's happening around him. Um, and I think just, you know, I grew up, you know, I, I was born in 1990, so I missed a lot of that. And I'm just part of this. I feel like I'm part of a generation that's like, no, we we need to get our shit together, together, <laughs> collectively. <laughs> hey, the first generation to admit it. We're like, we don't have any place for these people. <laughs> it might just be me. It might. <laughs> it might just be this year, man. Just you're, lead <laughs> the forefront, man. Do it. <laughs> be the change, man. Yeah. So uh, I guess let's let's start talking about the actual show itself. Yeah, um, we we could camp out on Clerks Chat forever, I'm sure, like the movie. But uh, I think it's important that we recognize that we're not here to talk about the movie. We're here to talk about the show. Um, it's it's important to note in the ways it's different from the movie and mm -hmm. maybe why a lot of that criticism exists. Like, why aren't you like the Clerks movie? And I think there's some stuff in the format specifically that doesn't allow it to carry the same weight. Um, but let, let's talk about the cartoon. Yeah, do you guys want to set up like a brief synopsis of of what's going on in this? Yeah, do you have a do you guys have a plot for this? A plot structure? Is there a plot structure really? Aha. Uh -huh. ah. Well, the movie's about one day in the well life played. of a convenience store clerk and the video store clerk next door. And the the show is basically what if we did the ridiculous thing of taking that premise and giving it like a Simpsons like atmosphere and show right that, that was his intention from the beginning with, it, don't do it like the movie do it like the simpsons it got it got wild because they could do that with the animation you could make a bear drive car and and there are times when yeah, that works we, but i do think the show's at its best when it's not trying to be like 
the Simpsons or popular correct uh, animation on adult animation of the time. Um, when it's just like when they're doing more realistic things within the show like, that mm-hmm. could have possibly been in the movie, like mm-hmm. this dialogue could have happened, and that you know you would believe that that right. they would have really talked about that or done that. And if you watch the DVD, there is like some special features where you see. Uh, production art that looks so much more like the movie it's darker gloomier even with full color it just has this more dulled look and uh uh, the animation like i think another fault is like the vocal performances are so good Uh, probably because they're all original like they sounded more like themselves than they did in the movie What does that mean, Zane? <laughs> but the animation is so flat and boring. It kills the jokes to see Dante's face not emote as much as Brian O'Halloran, the voice actor, mm-hmm. is emoting. Yeah, but I don't. I don't He's think many so bored. animators could so really bored emote all that the time. Well. No, they could because if you watch Rick and Morty or any modern animation, I'm just like talking that, about the the wide no, but, range that Brian O'Halloran emotes. Regardless, what I'm saying is it doesn't they. It's such a. It looks like Fairly Odd Parents. Like it's this flat, blocky, really cheap-looking well, animation. Which and wasn't it Saturday it morning cartoon animation though? Yeah, but not. Or was not, it prime time? That was in oh, the God, late in the early the late two thousands because that wasn't the way early Nickelodeon. No animation on Nickelodeon. I didn't looks, say Nickelodeon. Looks like I said that. Saturday no morning cartoon. Cartoon Network. <laughs> I'm talking about Saturday morning ABC Saturday <laughs> no, morning cartoons. Listen to me. What I'm saying is that style of animation came around in like 2000. It's so great that this isn't us. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like we're watching them through an alternate universe mirror. <laughs> so it's lazy. Um, it's lazy. It's just well, they're yeah, just but like that's, us. I think that was purposefully. <laughs> no, Ben. They're ants. Uh, <laughs> The, it oh, yeah, actually reminds me of show. Fairly Odd Parents <laughs> in how wacky it got and actually like just like how blocky people were and the, the heavy block outlines are amazing. I can't believe it. It's like baby's first coloring book. It's like make the outlines really broad so they don't feel bad when they screw it up. Totally. This show actually follows similarly to other animated versions of live action franchises that we've seen before. So like Men in Black and Star Trek, um, the adaptation has this consistent effect where because they have that animation, like you said, um, the the plots are wackier, the content is more child-friendly, and it's just sort of, you know, Simpsonsified. Were were those also that... Saturday morning cartoons? Men in Black one was, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I yeah. think we, like, pinned it down to what the problem was. <laughs> ABC, CBS, NBC. <laughs> but yeah, we I got think, your number. Like, when it's trying, it, it tries too hard to be to be something it's not. And I think it, the best jokes are jokes that wouldn't work if it was somebody other than Brian O'Halloran and Jeff Anderson, respectively Dante and Randall doing them. Dante saying, you forgot about the burritos. Look at, look at them. And Randall going, you look at them. That joke would not be funny if anyone else did it. But just the way he says, you look at them is hilarious. And sometimes the flat animation kills it. And uh, when it, when it tries too hard to be like, man, let's keep this fast-paced joke, joke, joke. And it throws all these mm. unnecessary jokes that aren't rooted in the characters is, I think, when it falters. Interesting. So I think that that is a really important point to kind of stand on for a second because I think that that is something that naturally happens when you adapt it in this way into a cartoon medium is you need to be snappier. You can't just kind of sit on a sit on a moment and, and kind of let the characters fill the space. You need to keep things moving. 
Um, and so in that way, I want to talk about the, di- the two different pairs of characters and kind of how they got adapted differently into, yeah, um, into this cartoon also, medium. Also just the difference in being on set with a director having a back and forth, you know, would my character actually do this versus just reading a script Scripted. that has been written in advance, uh, sure. animated elsewhere. Like it's a whole different process. And I agree. I think it loses a bit of that, uh, bit of that character touch that is so important to the movie. Well, I, th- I think it's definitely, it's definitely the biggest problem for the Dante and Randall dynamic. Um, I actually didn't think that it was as big of a problem for the Jay and Silent Bob shenanigans because they've always kind of been in a sitcom. They just are sort of characters. They were visiting the Quick Stop, but they originally belonged in their own weird hijinks like Disney show. Yeah, like they're they're totally cartoon characters. Right. It was like it took uh, Randall's personality and upped it to like a (laughs) thirteen. They they kind of flipped them. Like Dante was always like the very angry one, and he was always very passionate in the in the movie and and randall was very subdued and apathetic and yeah. they sort of flipped that formula wow that's a yeah. dynamic i never noticed that's great that's a really great observation yeah he's so angry all the time and 37. dante's like whatever i'll just wow. bring you with me to tell this lawyer to sue me but it doesn't betray <laughs> their characters i think that's really interesting because it's a it's a cool way to flip the dynamic while still it's almost like you're highlighting different possibilities within these characters personalities that's really interesting uh, oh i i actually think the opposite way of it i think that making dante <laughs> passive and making randall the kind of instigator character kind of destroys the characters a little bit like uh th- it's still a fine show and it's still a good dynamic but it's not really a clerk's dynamic but if you, it doesn't like feel like it. dante and randall anymore think about randall like being the troll in clerks too like uh tormenting the handicapped guy on the internet or the customers that come into rst and clerks one he is sort of a instigator he always make he'll tell the two kids outside the store that uh no, that was Jay and Bob that told him that Dante and Randall were getting married. But you know, he's sort of—he's sort of a little <laughs> asshole. But you could see him doing it. Is the thing. <laughs> I don't know. I always saw him as very reactive. But in a cartoon like he... world, I like the idea that one of the best—I think maybe it wasn't one of the best episodes in execution, but one of the best ideas was that Randall, the video store clerk who's seen every ep- uh, every movie is convinced that the monkey next door has the Motaba virus and they're going to quarantine it because he has this overactive pop culture junkie imagination. And that, I think, is a cool way to be like, if Randall was a cartoon character, maybe that's something he would do in a cartoon world. I don't know. Man, that that just doesn't feel like Randall to me. Like, if you put that plot line in the Clerks movie, which is an absurd premise, and I will drop it, but, (laughs) like, if you tried to make that happen... Randall's reaction would be like, eh, gotta die sometime. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> alert, it was just bad burritos. <laughs> yeah. He would well, try to I, sell them, certainly. He's but... on the phone try, just trying not to breathe. Show up in a gas like mask. It. But I see what you're saying, too. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting that you can enjoy them as the same characters in this weird context. Um, it's It's kind of neat that we can, like both compartmentalize this in different ways. Like, yes, they're the same characters. They're just being expressed a different way. Or no, this is just totally different characters that happen to have the same names. Still works. Whatever. Now I'm trying to think of, like, how I would be portrayed in a cartoon. Like, do they do they up it? How true to the character? Oh, you're Leonardo say? Leonardo, Zane. Oh, is that who I am? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> you mean so. the megalomaniacal, really bad at his job, evil supervillain played by Alec Baldwin for some reason? <laughs> Was it really? 
Yeah. 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 Alec get out of here. How, well, how do they get these celebrities? They uh, What's funny, that, big, I guess man. that was an ABC thing. Uh, they originally had Alan Rickman in mind, and oh. they based the character looking like Alan Rickman. And then Alan Rickman was like, well, that's a little on the nose. That's and why his eyebrows <laughs> are so That's droopy. what that is. Wow. They based him off of Hans Gruber's character. No way. Die Hard. That's amazing. Well, that uh, Alan Rickman was why... actually in fact... Ellen Rickman was actually infatuated with uh, Kevin Smith ever since uh, since Clerks. Like he, that's why he, he dresses do a little like because he liked his work too. so much. He's <laughs> <laughs> a little snapish. He does. That's that's so interesting. Oh, that would have been amazing. I was about to say maybe they could get him to redub it, but no. Just do like uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a different edit. Yeah, they can't riff tracks. Ellen Rickman. Oh, yeah, yeah. He can't. Um, so. Uh, I think another thing where it trying to be something it's not sort of uh, works against it is it's surprisingly culturally xenophobic in, in a way that like yeah. Kevin Smith's work is a not yeah. like it's not present in any of his other stuff. And I mean, it's not so much. There's a lot of gay jokes, but I don't think the problem is so much homophobia. Most of the gay jokes, not all of them, but most of them seem to be more a joke about Randall or Jay's immaturity than they are about gay people. But um, there's so much like Indian people and, and black people and not to, to a flat out racist extent. It just seems like it's trying too hard to push that type of comedy. Have when an that edgy was, joke. That wasn't what Clerks oh, yeah. was. Well, part of Clerks' kind of mystique is it's dealing with transgressive humor is that it deals with it kind of fairly even though it's like you know kind of the whole uh saying the n-word on stage thing is okay in this one context but you know it's got to be in the right context um <laughs> yeah or it, like it, I, I yeah i think they they recognized that oh in clerks they said some pretty you know offensive stuff they have to do that here too but it, it's just it's done differently and I think what they tried to do was tone it down and they just failed or went in a different direction. Like by not saying the offensive thing directly, they made it so much worse because they draw, they drew attention to it and didn't sell the joke. Yeah. yeah. And in the year 2000, there were so many, a lot of them don't get remembered because most of them didn't last. They got aired out of order and then canceled. Uh, but there were so many adult so animated dark, yeah. cartoons on Fox, mm. especially that were coming out that like they're like oh South Cite Park's popular, Simpsons is popular, and now Family <laughs> they, Guy and Futurama are out and they're getting big. Let's let's try to hit this gold. And they're like we have to be edgy, we have to have jokes about race, and, and they just don't gay get people. it. And they don't get why the other jokes hit and theirs yeah. are missing. And Clerks like it, it can it is transgressive in the right ways at certain points in the animated series, but it's never it's never when it's being culturally xenophobic. That's uncomfortable and weird, and it works because. I mean, like, Randall is sort of homophobic. So, like, you know, that's part of the character. Like, but... Yeah, the joke is don't be a Randall. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think that it's a different context even within Randall from the from the, uh, from the the movie. Like, he is... You you can't see him as kind of homophobic, but it's never as, like, vicious. You, you no, know, it's, it's out of laziness. It's just, yeah, it's just it's ignorantly. Out of, yeah. yeah, it's just, like, general... I don't know. It's kind of difficult to describe. He does seem to go out of his way to make fun of minorities in this one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's which like, usually like when it's la- going out of his way it. to make a joke about laughing at a kid in a helmet. Like, what are you doing, Randall? You're so much better than this. <laughs> he Randall isn't. It's when the overall narrative 
isn't better than it, that it really makes me uncomfortable. Like I'm okay with Randall not being above it, but when the overall narrative is taking a shot at people from different cultures, that's when I feel a little weird. Like, uh, guys, yeah. this is... I think that I think that Randall should be put on a bit of a higher pedestal than than <laughs> he's given in this show. Even like I don't I don't mind you know Jay being on this on this low point. Like that's that's where he's always been. He's always been animated and making fun of gay people. Like that's that's Jay's yeah. character in whatever medium we see him in. I think that Randall's is definitely... I want to select, I want to select mm. just a, a scene. It was from the fifth episode so that, that I think highlights what you're talking about. So, um, bizarre plot, but they free yeah. a bunch of, of uh, slaves from working on a pyramid. Children's slaves. Uh, children's slaves, and, and like they bring them back home to their parents, and they're all like, oh my God, they've, they've been starving. Thank you so much for bringing them back, and that's fine. And then Dante says, like, let's play ball, because this is also the episode where there's a coaching a Little League plot line. <laughs> it seems to be because it's right before the episode where they're like, this isn't like Clerks. It seems to be like they're taking the Simpsons approach because yeah. it, it starts out with a high school reunion right. that instigates a completely different plot for each mm-hmm. of them. Which, which is, is totally weird, Simpsons. Which is absolutely what the Simpsons does. But uh, yeah, and, well, and we so, also have to remember that the only reason they saved those children was because they wanted to play them in baseball, right? And so what they do is, and so that's fine actually. If he just said play that ball, that's super actually funny to me. That would have been funny if all he said was play ball. But then they show them like barely able to hold a glove and falling down from a gust of wind, and the oh. parents crying, and it's like, okay, <laughs> you don't understand why it's the already first two dead. Worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something went wrong here. <laughs> And it's, they did have those like weird hijinks, absurd moments, even in the original Clerks. Like they had, you know, that you have to find uh, comfort in your job. That's why I artificially, uh, ins- I-, I manually masturbate animals to artificially inseminate other ones, or something like that. Like, yeah, but you don't have to. Where watch in it. the world did that come from? You know, it's definitely still kind of that weird hijinks, kind of absurd humor. But they just make the joke and then they leave. Like they don't sit on it for half an episode right and like yeah. follow this bizarre bond plot line <laughs> yeah. uh do we want to talk about just uh briefly touch on the plots because it's only six episodes and these are really wacky <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that sounds like a good idea good round table who wants to start you start craig oh okay let's start with the <laughs> series opener is it safe Did oh man <laughs> It is a little Brian gag Poshain, with Brian right? Posehn, yeah. Interesting Literally fact. the only joke I remember from originally watching this like years ago. That was the only one that stuck with you? Yeah, that's the only one you can get other friends to understand too. When the website yeah. for this show was first launched back in the year 2000, uh, he was listed, that character that Brian Posehn plays was listed as a character on the site alongside Leonardo Leonardo, Mr. Plug, Dante <laughs> Randall, Jay and Bob was kind the of. schlub. And it showed that this guy. Poor guy. I've always wondered, like, were they trying to push that guy as a character? He's in one episode, like. A little. Uh, <laughs> they almost had Ben Affleck in the show. If the show had gotten more episodes, they were planning on having him being like the king of Canada. Oh, that would I be love interesting. How, I love how ben, ben Affleck just keeps on showing up wherever, you know, uh, Kevin, Kevin Smith, Smith kind of sets his roots down. It's so how do you like them apples? It's right? Ju- it's just so it's just just so bizarre to me. Like wherever, um, like whenever, um, oh god, oh uh, I can't remember. It, people, forget it. We're you can out. do it, Ben. <laughs> okay, okay. Reset. So Leonardo Leonardo <laughs> comes back to town. Right? He's a rich guy. Who? <laughs> 
Uh, it's in Leonardo, Leonardo New Jersey. Leonardo is the joke there. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the rich uh, corporate mogul. The Mr. Burns builds the series. Yeah, It's Mr. He, Burns. It's just Mr. Burns. But Alec Baldwin, Mr. Burns. So it's... Uh, sure. What's his name on 30 Rock? It's basically his character from 30 oh, Rock, yeah, but yeah. with a goatee. Jack Donaghy. Yeah, Jack Donaghy. He's just got the one guy. Yeah. And and this is already wackier than any plot from the movie could have been, and these escalate. So each episode is way weirder than the last. And there's a... There's yeah, a, <laughs> that's true. A, a joke like about a dog curve. dick smuggled onto an NBC primetime show, which is just insane. When the dog walks by and he says... That looks like a giant bong, too. There's a running theme of, like, in his movies, he'll be like, oh, that's even faster than Walt Flanagan's dog. Because his friend Walt <laughs> Flanagan from Comic Book Men got a dog who just kept humping people's legs. <laughs> so the joke is he's saying the dog's got a giant erection. And, and nobody knew what it meant. I because thought he was just such high a... and looking at a dog and like, that's a bong. <laughs> yeah. Everything's a bong. But it's yeah, such an inside vision. joke. They smuggled it right into prime time. Works on two levels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that's first episode. Just he, Leonardo Leonardo up. opens a, a quicker quicker stop, stop of the future across the street. <laughs> yep. Just out of spite. <laughs> yep. And uh, in a, in a character moment that I don't think works very well, Dante and Randall are not going to take it lying down, and they go try to dismantle the corporate establishment. I mean, well, not that was really, only because they lost. They were going to lose their jobs because the quick stop was going to close. They're like, oh mm. wait, ah. <laughs> Can't have it both ways. <laughs> At first, they they were loving the fact that they didn't have any customers. But it would seem more fitting to write a story which highlights their apathy, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's weird that they do like, this weird bond break-in to, to, try to, to try to confront this corporate mogul. I like I mean, how Jay and Silent like Bob it. are just high and oblivious to the fact they're like, are, why are we inside where? <laughs> like, <laughs> they're just in Leonardo Tower. Yeah. Like... Uh, that's Jay and Silent Bob. Like that, that yeah. works perfectly. That <laughs> always makes sense. Fireworks. They were just looking for fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> if you told me Jay and Silent Bob sold fireworks, and I didn't remember the regular original Clerks movie very well, I would have thought that it happened in the movie. Like that, that, that tracks so easily onto who they are. No, yeah. uh, a- ABC was not happy when they found out that they were drug dealers and said they had to change it. <laughs> I mean, no, sure. Like I think we all know the score though. <laughs> Um, and they also had him in those PSAs at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. The science says is screw you, Charles yeah, sidebar. Barkley. <laughs> sidebar to science says is. What did you guys think of that? Uh, I think it was great to throw that little old school animation thing, especially because Silent Bob, Jay, and Silent Bob are cartoon characters, so it's very fitting to have mm-hmm. that very cartoon. Yeah, I did enjoy the mock on the whole PSA culture of the of uh, probably the decade prior. Yeah, yeah, it was. I actually found that really fun, and like the third one is like they are starting to talk about science, and Charles Barkley comes in, and the rest of the science says is them just beating up Charles Barkley <laughs> for trying to take their spot. We told you, science says they is never our get thing. to the science. I still don't understand how they got him to come on. I'm telling you, massive gambling debts. That's not <laughs> funny. Yeah, it's like it's just true and sad. Sorry, Mister Barkley. Uh, ben, uh, that's all right. He, he redeemed episode. himself in Charles Barkley's Shut Up and Jam Gaiden, so oh everything's cool. Have you played this game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Zane. Let's move on to the second episode. All right. <laughs> Clip show bottle episode. Yeah, I'll give this. So uh, Dante and Randall get locked in the freezer and then recollect the last episode and how they got locked in the freezer and a bunch of other shit that didn't actually happen. 
That's the whole show. They keep on coming up with more contrived reasons to get locked up. It's the highlight of the series, in my opinion. It's brilliant on oh, so many so levels. It's a bottle episode within a series, which is sort of a bottle episode in and of itself. Like, Clerks True. is about being stuck in a small area for the entire movie, and they have those characters then get stuck in a smaller area. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's brilliant. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Ridiculous. They even do like kind of the breaking the like they kind of do the recursion joke ones, don't they? Where like they're flashing back and then they flash back a second time within the flashback. Right. Yeah. 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 They they just so kept like the going whole thing is a nice that, parody. The, like the uh, the Adam like, West Batman uh, where they're walking with the with the rope. Yeah. Walking up the building, but it turned out they weren't really walking up the building. <laughs> yeah. They flash back to that like eight times, <laughs> and, and it gets the, funnier every epi- single time. In the final episode, they uh, reference it as well. It's a slightly different scene, but it's the whole yeah. right, right. thing again. <laughs> so I think the show does best when it's like it's parodying the sitcom formula and also having generally good voice acting for their jokes, mm. neither of which really needs clerks to be behind it, you know? Uh, I don't know. I still think it works best when it is specifically just a joke that would work if Don- with Dante and Randall doing it. I think it works. I guess. Best I guess that's also true. I guess that's works. why the second episode is so good because that could have happened. Yeah, they could have locked themselves in the, in the freezer. Totally. And bullshit for a while. Uh, who wants to do the third episode? Oh, what is episode three? Is the episode I mentioned earlier where Randall, the, a pet store, the moves Motama in, virus. and Randall's convinced uh. that the monkey's going to infect them all, and the government's going to nuke Leonardo, Leonardo, uh, or Leonardo, New Jersey, rather. <laughs> um, Leonardo, Leonardo is uh, going to eventually be safe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they are going to nuke it unless Dante admits that he's gay. No <laughs> <laughs> joke. This this is where the clerks comes in, right? Oh, this it's so is... great. <laughs> You can't you well, can't do that, that elsewhere. Well, that's also where the clerks meets the ridiculous sitcom hijinks because the situation is crafted in such a way that like a ton of people are going to die unless Dante falsely admits that he's gay. <laughs> right. And you can just see Randall like just being a devil on his shoulder giggling the whole time, <laughs> which yes. is where he belongs. And that's an example of like being true to character in a wacky situation. Uh, so that one actually worked for me pretty well. Yeah, I liked yeah. it too. So that's another... a, that's great. It's true to the character of Clerks, and it, it almost treats the setting as a character, which I love. Uh, it's it's a story that they're like, what stories can we tell that are contained at the quick stop? And I think mm-hmm. they should have really taken that approach more. But uh, I I mean, it was I really feel like it was only two out of six they left that. You know, like they they took the approach for that approach four out of six times, I believe. Sure. I mean, okay. Well, how about? Episode four. Episode four doesn't necessarily yes, uh, take place at the quick stop, but it derives from a story that it's it's from a realistic enough uh, situation in terms of the fact that it, uh, so Randall masterminds circumstances in order to get Dante sued for negligence. He, <laughs> like, <laughs> he's, he's so like, it, man, what is Randall doing here? Why? And why is Dante going along with him, bringing him to to, to aggravate this guy? They're codependent. That one is actually really good in character because he's so passive about everything. <laughs> I think it's and it's so, really impressive how much Randall embodies the idea of an internet troll in real life before the idea of an internet troll was a thing. Like he's yeah, he's patient zero. Absolutely, <laughs> like he, he wastes his entire like week just pursuing this lawyer. <laughs> the alpha and the omega. <laughs> and then the second half. It, of that episode is a series of like characters waking up from dreams so it's like you know going to the courtroom is it guilty or not guilty wacky things keep happening and it's like oh that's this person's dream oh it's that person's dream 
And eventually Charles Barkley like makes fun of somebody else's jump shots. He's like, oh, I had a dream where I had great jump shots. <laughs> oh, Patrick <laughs> Ewing's jump shots. And it is really like, funny. But again, I brilliant. think I honestly think maybe it's just from me being a hardcore into the canon person with the Kevin Smith universe. But uh, I, I think that episode, again, would have been better if they pursued it, pursued it to an ending and a conclusion yeah. that like. Uh, worked within the clerk's universe. But I also, there is something to say where I kind of enjoyed where it's almost one of those things where you feel like they might have written themselves into a corner and then they used this whole, oh, it was Korean animation cop out. Like, and they just went overboard with the anime style. And I, I, I enjoyed that because of how far they went with it. You know, I liked another great moment of cartoon Randall, uh, Randall bringing all the different directors to the stand, like using yeah, this opportunity. I want my eight bucks back <laughs> to gripe about movies. <laughs> For this bad move. Yeah, it's this is actually this show seems less like a show starring them and more like a show written by them. Yeah, yeah. by the characters Dante right. and Randall. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird, but 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 by the characters Dante Randall. In the animated series. Well, that's actually interesting you say that because he was, <laughs> for so like a weird. year or two, was planning on doing a movie called Clerks Sellout, which was basically going to be the Clerks cartoon movie. And it was about mm. Randall deciding to make a movie at the store, at the quick stop. So <laughs> that maybe Randall wrote the Clerks cartoon. Maybe he sat wow. there at the video store while wheels he was supposed to be wheels. working. And wrote them. Yeah, any Kevin Smith movie has to be at least this complicated. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't wasn't like the oh we'll get into the sixth episode in a second, but wasn't like Jay the weird mastermind behind everything at the end of it or something? No, that was oh that the third episode. Yeah, I think. A, no, that was a reference to um the Daffy Duck. Um, no, stand uh, by me. Daffy was Duck it? episode. Oh, are you thinking of, oh, when they're painting? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're painting at the very end. I was thinking when when he's like, I didn't see the guys much after that. Yeah, we did the Stand By Me ending. Yeah. Which is interesting because he says that Randall went on to own the video store, which he now does. And he said that Dante got married, which he now is. And poor Skeeter died in the war. (laughs) No, Skeeter! (laughs) Um, Yeah, this this show has no respect for its own continuity. Uh, They can't. It shouldn't. Who, who Who wants this one? Episode five, five is the one where Dante coaches a little league yeah. team and Randall plays an arcade game, which gets him recruited by the government to be a slave, be slave labor in the building of pyramids. This is the episode where I was like, am I just watching Johnny Bravo now? Because <laughs> like I, oh. I've got very similar plot lines to that whole that whole show. R- Randall realizing any girl he had ever been with went became a lesbian immediately after. <laughs> So Randall's. Oh yeah, and the, he takes it as a compliment. And he's, he's like, no other man would do. Last guy ever for them. Basically, the the conception of this episode: Randall's in the video, start typing, and Jay's like, "What are you doing?" And he tells him he's writing this series, and Jay's like, "And then Dante coaches a baseball team, and you totally get <laughs> recruited <laughs> from playing a video game, and you're building pyramids." He's like, "Slow down, man. Hold on." <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on the uh, part about the lesbians. <laughs> and then I want to mention um, the episode titles for each of these. Oh, they're so long. They're long, and they just kind of describe what happens in the show, but not like in the Friends, like the one where they get a dog. It's like, and then Dante and Randall go to the go to, go to like get a pet monkey, and then <laughs> yeah, it's like the road. Yeah, it's like this, you th- just train a thought kind of speech poetry for the titles. 
paragraph titles. Do you think that's a reference to how talky and dialogue driven like Clerks the movie was? How talky Dante and Randall are? I don't know. I, I, I would honestly, I'm a little surprised that they didn't do that for like the segments in the Clerks movie. Like I know they each kind of have their own title like Dante or like Redemption or Denouement or something like that. I'm a little surprised that they didn't just make them sentences. <laughs> Yeah, because right. yeah. well, it so do- like, it seems on theme, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> like the apathy alone. angle to the whole thing is like we're gonna have this section, the one where some where Randall spits in the guy's face. You know, like, <laughs> it almost seems yeah, like so it should be that episode. Uh, episode three is called Leonardo is caught in the grip of an outbreak of Randall's imagination, and Patrick Swayze either does or doesn't work in the new pet store. <laughs> what, was that voiced by Gilbert Godfried or did voiced I by Gilbert that? Godfrey. No, absolutely was. Is it Gilbert Godfried or yeah. is it someone doing a it Gilbert Godfrey? Like it's impression. Gilbert Godfrey. Hey, Jafar! <laughs> oh, that's a great Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> Thanks. No substitute for the real thing. Now do his uh, now now do his aristocrats joke. <laughs> I don't know that. One. I, I can't remember that one. We we don't have time for that. <laughs> and the dog was in the corner. That maybe seems to be a little bit of a joke on just the inanity of having these celebrity appearances on your show, and yeah. like especially on The Simpsons, maybe. Like, so we've got Gilbert Godfrey guest guest starring. We might as well have him play Patrick Swayze. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I originally hated that until I recognized that that's what they were doing. At which point it became a little bit brilliant. I was yeah, so confused when I was 15. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's so, that guy. Why is Iago doing Patrick Swayze's oh. voice? <laughs> I asked uh, Jeeved <laughs> uh, Patrick Swayze. I'm like, yeah, that's not the guy that does that yeah. voice. You know, it almost seems like there's two like sides to enjoying this show that I think we're hitting, which is one, it's like Clerks and it's like Clerks situations like you mentioned, or two, it's a brilliant parody of the sitcom format. And it's only when we kind of don't, when we kind of cross those streams that it just feels kind of this weird bland melange that doesn't really crystallize. Yeah, it's not obvious. It's like they're embracing it. Right. I, I, I totally I get that. Yeah. Um, it, it makes sense to me because it, it can either be one or the other, but you try to mix them both and then it becomes a mash, a mash of nonsense. So how do you guys feel about <laughs> the animated series? A mash of nonsense. <laughs> how do you guys feel about the uh, introduction of Leonardo Leonardo and Mr. Plug to the cast of characters? Oh, I'm pretty into Leonardo Leonardo. Like, as soon as they stepped in, it's like, OK, this is not going to be. Like this isn't a new zip code from where the original clerk <laughs> yeah. was. This is yeah. This is like on Dante's deathbed, and he's like in the throes of dementia and re- misremembering his the days of his youth. Kind of. Like, kind <laughs> of these show. are those. Uh, these are those comic books that are like. This comic book is set in an alternate universe where Superman landed elsewhere. And, no, and where like Superman they... and Batman went to high school together. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Gotham sort of... High. I love. So <laughs> Dante's at the yeah? quick stop reading no. reading Randall's. Uh, Reading Randall's self-insert. Reading fanfic, Randall sounds like a great like, educational show. Well, you know, it's a little derivative. <laughs> Reading Randall. <laughs> I would like to see uh, an episode of the animated Clerks cartoon where Randall realizes he's reading a copy of the actual Clerks comic. No, huh? Like oh, Stranger Than Fiction. Comic? Like let's the, do like, that. Like Hero in the first season of Heroes. Uh, not so much. More just like him <laughs> realizing that he's a character and not. You know, well, that's that brings <laughs> like, us interesting segue to episode six. <laughs> Hit us with it. There it is. 
It starts out at a convention with Dante and Randall realizing, as we said earlier, the fans want it to be more like clerks. So they vow to stay inside Which is the brilliant. store. That's such a brilliant critique of their own fan base. Love right. <laughs> yeah. Most of this episode takes place with a carnival going on outside, but you don't know what's going on because you wanted it to be more like clerks. So they're stuck in the store. And I liked it. I thought that was great. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it worked. I love the bait and switch right at the beginning where it starts exactly like the clerks movie. He's in a pile of laundry. He's answering the phone. He's like, what? Who is? And then... This is Neo. How do you want to do you want to know the truth about the Matrix? And then he's like in this weird Matrix projection and then just gets like clothes spray painted onto him and just set into clerks. Don't hang up. We don't have to talk about the Matrix. We can talk about other things. Fun fact. Hockey. When they when they drew Dante naked, they actually gave him a a penis. They drew him a penis and then did the mosaic over it. I'd take really? Craig's word for it. Really? He pays attention to these really going that extra mile. I I used a microscope to figure it out. Huh, I wonder why they okay. took that creative wow. liberty. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be such a J. <laughs> that was supposed to be Randall. The little knit is like Randall's little thing. Oh, okay. No, I meant the joke, but okay. Yeah. Um, I do love his Weasley laugh. That's, that's, I always love a Weasley laugh. And I wonder why they good one. took that creative liberty. Noinch. Get it, Silent Bob? I said he didn't have a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, do they? Do you think that they even gave Jason Mewes a script for this? <laughs> oh, absolutely! It's so great though to see him progress as an actor, like from the original Clerks when he was just a little sixteen-year-old boy. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's like refinement to, here. Todd in the Book of <laughs> Shadows so weird. or Book of Pure Evil. I mean, just hearing his performance as Jay in the Clerks animated series is distinctly different from from Jay and Clerks. Yeah. And yeah, it, it loses a little bit of that edge, and so it's less, like, whiny and annoying. Like, I kind of liked it better. In the it older, less, really? Less refined? It's... I, I don't know what it is. I think their voices just come through better in the animation for me. Like, they... I can recognize them more. I can identify them So you like the animated like, versions better? I, ca- I gotta say I do. Well, yeah, Jay specifically is, like, less stereotypical male masculine posturing and a little bit more just, like... <laughs> We're on a wacky adventure. Yeah. yeah. Have Sorry, you, you seen the flying car? Uh, it, beg your pardon. It's like, like a there's a live action sketch that they did with Dante and Randall stuck in traffic. They did it for like the Tonight Show or something, and um, apparently during the making of it, because it's just Dante and Randall having a conversation about how we're supposed to have flying cars by now, and apparently when they filmed it, uh, Kevin Smith was like, "Now just for fun, read it as cartoon Randall." So Jeff Anderson redid the scene as cartoon Randall, like a little more over the top, like, come on, man, you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the take he bit, ended up A using. little bit more 90s surfer. Yeah, and <laughs> it's pretty great to see a live action cartoon Randall. You should look it up, The Flying Car. It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's that sounds cool. Classic Clerks, too. Nice. So wait, you uh, are you saying you like the Clerks the Animated Series better than the movie? I do. Really? Sacrilege. Wow. It's, That's fasc- I, blasphemy, certainly. Clerks movie didn't age well for me. Um, I I don't know. Typical millennial. I don't know if. So we we've been over this sort of thing before. Is it when when you feel like you've aged out of something? Is it because you got older, or is it because culture moved forward around it? It's generally because uh, it of like, the latter, though. Yeah. yeah, this honestly, that's how you feel about the movie is kind of how I feel about the animated series. It didn't age as well for me looking back at it, thinking about all the people in high school that I made watch it. 
Um, <laughs> and looking <laughs> well, at those jokes from this perspective is a little weird. But you know what? I still so, like, I enjoy like... watching it every couple of years or so. Yeah. It's yeah. it's almost like a it's almost like that. Uh, for me, the the movie is kind of encased in amber. It hasn't really gotten better or worse as I've grown up. It's just kind of always been this fixed thing that happened to be great in certain ways and yeah. maybe uh, a little it. lackluster in others. You but got like, graded. At the end of the day, it was still it's its own kind of uh, its own kind of vision, its own kind of work, and it felt very much like Clerks the animated series was selling that image and not mm. really saying anything. And I think that alone is making me appreciate it less as time goes on. There wasn't Even as much I, of a message. I still find it very funny. I'd like, I think a lot of the jokes hit pretty good. I'd really be interested to know what you guys think of the comics, because I feel like the comics are a perfect in-between the movie and the cartoon that makes it a little more cartoony, but it's still a lot more like the movie. Like, it's a lot more dialogue-driven and realistic. But you don't mean mm. Blunt Man and Chronic, do you? No, no. there's Clerks a few, comics. There's a few Clerks comics. There's one where they buy and resell Star Wars toys. Um, there's a Christmas special. Oh yeah, Santa Claus moves in between the video store and the Quick Stop. And there's one where <laughs> it, it sort of what is that? Get, oh yeah, that one's a little wet. That see, that's where it gets at its wackiest, but it it still feels a little more grounded. But that than was the also cartoon. after the movie because Caitlin was still a vegetable yeah, at it was that after point. Movie, yeah. yeah. And it plays it's more with that the, uh, candy cane and Yeah, it plays yeah. more with the Oh, wonderful. the mythology too, like with Dante going to visit Caitlin in the mental hospital and stuff. I, wow. I'd love to hear what you guys think about those if you're comic book readers. I, I, I am in general. Yeah, I've gotten into graphic novels lately, but uh, I I haven't read any clerks related comic books. I'll have to check them out. <laughs> would would yeah. you give them a general like thumbs up? I definitely would. Yes. Yes. Over the movie? If you like clerks, if you like the movie. <laughs> Maybe not to Zane if you don't like the movie, but I, I would still be interested to know what you think since you well, do we're, like. Well, we're the no cartoon. longer talking to Zane. No, so like like the Santa Claus <laughs> thing, like that that appeals to me in the like real people in weird situations. So like you, that's the sort of thing that you could do in that like black and white like low budget thing, and just have a guy in a Santa suit come in and say like. Yeah, I, I moved in next door, and like they can react to that. Like that's, that feels yeah. very. It's Randall going through this. Like, wait, is this really like Santa keeps... Claus? And Dante's like, okay, yeah. sure, Santa Claus is the guy that came in, Randall. Like, but it's yeah, a little yeah. more realistic than it than they would have done it if it was on the cartoon. I I I liked. I don't know. I liked a lot of individual parts of the Clerks movie. Um, you know, I. When I watched it the first time many years ago, I think I liked it more just because, oh, now I get these references. And the visual humor and the little, like, more subtle jokes uh, worked worked a lot better for me. But, um, no, overall, I felt like there was just a lot of, like, I felt like there was a lot of chaff. Maybe it was well, just too slow for me. I have a, I have a, I think I have you're a also the wrong person span to, that I used to. <laughs> I think you're also the wrong person to pitch it to, Zane, because you are, like, irritatingly positive and... <laughs> Oh, I am <laughs> the, the movie's conformist <laughs> out to here. I am. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not here to buck the system. <laughs> so, so like as like a negative, uh, you have a less nihilistic outlook on life. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty big into nihilism, so oh, that, that's the part nihilism. that I could connect with. Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe it just wasn't for me. Like I can still recognize like this is an important movie without me personally saying like this is a good movie. Zane, hey Zane, hey Ben, I'm not talking about Clerks movie. <laughs> getting back to the getting back Let's to the cartoon. Back. What are some yeah. of your favorite moments in the cartoon? Bear drive car. 
they're so, they're the small it's moments, yeah, like, the you, tiny moments. You look at them like that's yeah, one of my yeah, favorite yeah. moments. Yeah, like, perfect. <laughs> You're a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the little weird dialogue things that are carried through by the voice acting are very very strong. Yeah, I also love true. like random moments of re- really absurd humor where you don't expect them. Like uh, when they're doing all the flashbacks and they talk about Randall having a mail order husband by mistake, which is like a lot of cheap shots at a lot of different people, which is not great. He got but, married twice in the same week. But but at the end of it, we see that he was actually very happy as like like this like, housewife for this Japanese businessman. Yeah, and it, I, like, I, it, it culminates with him getting like sushi eaten on off him as a human table. Yeah, I just had no idea just, where it was coming from. Like you you. You don't spend too much time on the jokes. That's where it fits best. When they have to go into these long, like, oh, this wacky thing happened and we have to justify it, that takes you out. Right, like the yeah. uh, artificial insemination to, gag in the original movie. Yeah, it's all to set it up, though. Yeah. Like, it's all to set up those nice little bits. And those oh, those go down smooth. Oh, Zane, do you have a favorite joke? Um, just Just the whole nature of the clip show, I think. Um, the, the you like the comic one or... Yeah, yeah, the the, okay. the flashback one. They kept getting stuck. Um, they kept on flashing back to that exact same moment or, like, from just a few seconds before. Like, that just, like, it encapsulated all the good parts of it, and it was so seamless. It's a terrible feature on a walk-in, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't get out. Yeah, it's, it sounds like you actually just appreciate the part of it that is playing with the sitcom format and not so much the part that is... Uh, Related to clerks, actually. I like the way they acted like their own characters in weird situations. For me, the double real characters in real situations just doesn't hit me as well as it used to. Right. Okay. I can like, get, I, I, I can watch stand-up comedy that. for that. I don't need the other thing. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, we're yeah. cutting you off like crazy, man. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm, I'm done moved, having a We opinions. moved it along. No longer applies. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, do you guys have, uh, do you guys have anything... Let's let's talk about the animation for a little bit. Yeah, because I think we touched on it earlier, but uh, uh, I wanted to talk about the intro what, specifically. In generally lazy. It's not awful, but I'm it's not a fan. It's so lazy. <laughs> it, like culminating with the intro, which is the laziest intro I, I think has ever happened. <laughs> oh, just like a boombox and their photos rotate. Yeah, just swapping positions like an Andy Warhol painting. Great. This, yeah, like you say, but I actually liked it a lot, and it was very much in the Kevin Smith style of presentation. It's lazy in our conspiracy theory that this show was made by Randall. But (laughs) again, (laughs) if you you just used the clip art that he knew how to do, you can probably find the production art online, or you can probably find that clip from the DVD on YouTube. Like the production designs, like looked a lot more like the comic book, which looked a lot more like the movie. And there are moments in the show when they're outside the quick stop at night when I'm like, ooh, that kind of feels like Clerks right there. That kind of feels like the right lighting. You're almost there. You're almost getting it. But it's too bright. Like, I'm okay with it being in color, but I like the dull muted colors that's in a lot of the production art. And the characters Mm. looked more like they would have a fluid animation and not this blocky you know, like fixed move, like yeah. design. Like it's 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 a standing and talking kind of show. So you don't. That's not where your focus is. Yeah, but yeah. Even in a standing and talking show, you can't have boring animation because, like, 
especially when Dante's going to emote so much and Randall's going to emote like you, their, their faces and their lips have to move. Their eyes have to move the way that I'm going to use Rick and Morty again. Like those characters, if, if those characters weren't making the facial expressions they, they do, the jokes wouldn't land as well as they do. There's Ten times more care it's, going into the animation. It's part of the performance. Of it really is. Dante only has two speeds. It's either bored or surprised. That's all and he those has. Are, and yeah. the way that you differentiate those are eyes closed, eyes open. <laughs> <Yes>. eyes <laughs> That's their only facial eyes setting. Busting out of their yeah. skull. The eyes specifically are handled in a way that I don't hate. Like, I wish there was more to the animation than this, but... It alternates between just having only pupils, and then when they're surprised, like it fills in with the whites. Like you get the sclera in there, and it actually looks like eyes. And that difference is really cool, and kind of helps sell that moment. But that's the only moment in the face that you can like <laughs> draw attention to. I totally agree that it's the subtlety. There's just so much less subtlety yeah. in this than in real life. Jesus, look, listen to me go. <laughs> but um, it's an important part of it, and they kind of ignored it. Yeah. It, the pacing is really weird too. It, it's it's fast paced, which should work in this type of like give us a joke, give us another joke format that it's going for. But there's something about it that feels almost jaunty uh, in in like a carnival tune way. Like I don't I, know. I believe this would have been one of those shows that would have greatly benefited from an 11 minute runtime instead of 21. Yeah. Mm. I can see that. If, they, if you cut it down, it probably could have been way more easily digestible. You could have had more episodes, and it probably would have had a longer lifespan, honestly. Oh, well, and that would no, have only... The execs were committed to canceling that <laughs> show no matter what. <laughs> we know what fireworks are code for. This would work now as, a, as a, like a like an online series. Yeah, Definitely as an online series. I'm not sure about the 11-minute thing, because I think that's just going to emphasize the things that we really like about it and also the things that we really hate about it. Like, it's just going to polarize us more. Like, You, you think it's just going to make it make more it more easily ensue. noticeable? <laughs> it's going to make it more Scooby-Doo or Flintstones or like anything that's just like quick jokes, no character kind of stuff. And it's also going to do better at that. So it's going to give us a better part of like the surreal comedy and go even farther away from that kind of standing and talking, interesting conversation, Seinfeldian nature that Clerks is really known for. So I'm not sure it would work as an 11-minute thing. And we've watched enough cartoons, like, a very frequent criticism is, yeah, this should be an 11- or 12-minute cartoon. This was actually one where I was like, where I not only didn't think that, I consciously thought, like, this is... Like, I am following this plot perfectly. Like, I am perfectly in sync with, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, and then the rising action. Awesome. This is where I want to be. <laughs> I, I can't keep up with you, Zane. Like, your, your approach to the show is so bizarre to me. <laughs> it's like you're reading it in a, like as though it's a Shakespearean play. It is, Ben. It is. How, like, so do you... oh, he ignores, he ignores the message in the bottle, but then he shows up anyway, and he thinks that he did it on purpose, and there's... And all women are evil, so they don't appear. Yeah, I get it. Okay, well, that's that's an artistic touch. <laughs> <laughs> Dear clerks, why are there no female role models on your program, let alone any females at all? Where are all the women? Signed, Jen Schwalbach, Boca Raton, Florida. <laughs> that's cute. Thanks for your letter, Jen. Very pretty handwriting. Next letter. Where are all the women on your show? Are you guys afraid of women? Yes, you read one. Don't brag, Zane. <laughs> Am I bragging for you or Humble for me? Brag. No, I'm telling them what we do. Bragging for brothers. Brother brags. Bragging for brothers. That's our new project. Just two brothers 
Just two brothers <laughs> talking about just two brothers, and then there's a meteor, and, and you better bet your bottom dollar that they one got a might, strong bond. One might miss a final. Who knows? The meteor is going <laughs> to stop them. What's so crazy <laughs> is when you listen to a podcast, and then you finally see the people. You guys look nothing like I like saw you in my heads. I can't describe what you looked like in my heads. I, there wasn't that clear. No, image, no, probably but. shouldn't either. <laughs> it, it's so strange. It's like you reading a book, and you're like. You, you see them and you kind of hear their voice in your head and then like you, you have them played on like a big picture or something. And it's like, whoa, I would have never thought Frodo was Elijah Wood, but there it is. And you can kind of hear the he voice is. in real life. But no, he so is. I, it turns out I was imagining the book wrong. <laughs> yeah, time. I guess my head canon this is, is canon. This open. is the official. Wait, Elijah Wood is Harry Potter? Is that what you're saying? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Cut. Print. I love how you guys look like Chance Silent Bob, though. I got to tell you. That's... <laughs> Really, that's really killing me. Um, uh, yeah, getting no, back uh, in, uh, Ben, mm-hmm. I actually wanted to to mention. Uh, you know, you said like, um, what did I say? Uh, that they, they they don't have any women, and they and they kind of draw attention to that fact. They go yeah, whole they... hog on it, uh, and kind of like like in the third episode, they read that mail that says, uh, you know, how come you don't have any diversity? Why don't you? Oh have, yeah, like, a and black then character? in the next episode, they include women, all of whom are lesbians or something. Yeah. <laughs> and well, in that very episode, they're like, here's our new character, Lando. He's I, black. I think he'll show that, up from time to time. <laughs> I think that's. A and really... then he just shows. He just gets booted off stage every time he shows every up. Every time, so shameless. Get out of here, Lando. But I think that mm-hmm. was a really brilliant joke like and satire because they're like okay and especially for the time in 2000 because now it's starting to like you know become give it's being given mainstream you, attention you get away but with like that back now. then nobody would pay attention to the idea that that hollywood and society and entertainment was an inherently bigoted against women and it but if you yeah. said anything about, you don't have any black characters, you'd be like, oh, God, they're right. We don't have any black characters. We need a black character. Hey, you don't have any and women characters either. And then just paying either. lip oh, service to that and then ignoring it is so smart. And that's yeah, what they, they would do fun. to answer it. They'd be like, all have... right, well, let's just make a black character. His what do you mean we don't have dog. women there he characters? Is. We have a damsel. <laughs> She's got distress. I love I mean, it. They... No, God. I swear our best, our best, our best friend is black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a woman. They, they make picture. They make fun happen. of the Hollywood problem, and then they make fun of the Hollywood response to that problem. It, it. And then they make fun so of themselves, making it. fun of both of those things. Like, it's all on the table, and that's the, like one of the two whole ways show in is it one show big works. Shrug. Is satire. It's either doing clerks or it's doing satire, and this is satire, and it works pretty good. Um, we were talking about animation. Yeah, yeah, I didn't have much more to say about it. I just had two things I wanted to mention. Hmm. Um. Randall dresses like Fry from Futurama. Oh yeah, oh, the same yeah. color tone, the color identical. Scheme. <laughs> I mean, backwards like that. That cap is kind of like an iconic, like layabout twenty-something mm-hmm. stuck in kind of this malaise right. of you know lower middle class, right? That's kind of a yeah. signature Loafer Gen style Xer. there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and then Silent Bob's backwards hat kind of makes him look like he has a third eye. Did anybody else kind of view that as a like a <laughs> no? But now I'll never be able power. to see that. Yeah, it's, it's officially unseen. <laughs> it's because he's it's getting like whole... uh, he's gearing up to catch a Pokemon. He's trying to catch Dante. <laughs> <laughs> I love that part in the anime where like they twist the cap back. Like that's the part that gets repeated. That stance. <laughs> that like the twinkle in his eye. And... <laughs> <laughs> power pose. I love that power pose. Um, uh, yeah, that's all I had to say about that. All right. Do you guys have anything else in animation? I don't think so. 
think we got it. It's very lazy, and yeah. sometimes that's great, and sometimes it's very lazy. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it feels purposeful. Uh, I did want to talk about the music for a second. Okay. Uh, at certain points, they will kind of embrace the thing that they're parodying um, and and kind of go along with it uh, with a jingle, which really helps kind of cement that joke. So for like the science says segments at the end with Jay and Silent Bob, they have that kind of edutainment kind of jingle that really sets the mood. I think that's really strong. Um, and for a couple other jokes, like the one where Randall's fake mail order husband is eating sushi off of him, you kind of have some like, you know, porno music from the seventies kind of going on, like bump, bump, down. That specific musical cue was a running joke. It was an all painter three way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the painters. I love how they're they're like carrying a couch because they're stealing it, and then they sit it down and sit on the couch to watch that happen. Vintage Jay and Bob. Uh, Yes, that's high shelf Jay and Bob. God, it's weird to hear it as Jay and Bob. It doesn't sound right. right. Silent is implicit. The silent. It's a silent. Silent. silent silent Vintage Jason and Robert. Silent Robert. The silent part was what you were missing. I would love to see like a high class, like kind of fake out uh, that they do, like a segment oh. where they try to be in high society. <laughs> there's an like, old, there's, Jason there's a bunch of old MTV. Robert. There's old MTV spots where, well, actually, wow. There's two things. There's for one, the introductions to these cartoons on the DVD is Jay and Bob like, welcome to our palatial Hollywood estate. And they're like <laughs> walking around this Hollywood Drinking estate. Drinking Kool-Aid but... out of champagne flutes. <laughs> exactly. But as you get to the end, um, they're like, can you believe this guy? Clean your own damn pool. I don't... Oh, oh, hey, welcome back to our Hollywood estate. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, Jeff Anderson comes out and he's like, what the hell are you guys doing? You've been here for five hours. What, do you got a camera crew here? Clean the leaves. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and there's also a uh, M- there was a series of MTV shorts that just played on MTV with Jay and Bob. And there's one of them where Ugh. Jason Mewes and Kevin Smith play basically like alternate reality versions of Jay and Bob sitting in a, a diner or restaurant watching the real Jay and Bob out a window. Just like, oh, can you believe these victims of t- today's modern youth or whatever? <laughs> you know, it's 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 all right. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, they're they're pushing the envelope. I appreciate that. <laughs> why did those why did those characters become so mimetic? Like what's it about those two funny. specifically? <laughs> they're, they're funny and they look cool. I don't know. <laughs> they yeah, they have a cartoony like they are cartoon characters down to their like iconic design. They're both into, obnoxious into their and annoying, but also like lovable and endearing in their own way. They're very charismatic. Though. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like, everything that Jay says that comes out of his mouth is meant for a sewer, but, like, <laughs> you still slurp it up. Like, it's still fun to hear. Best You're part welcome for that rats, imagery. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't get that out of my head. <laughs> um, I, always found, I always found Jay and Silent Bob to be pretty iconic. I always really liked Randall as well, and Dante, you know, take him or leave him, but I think the characters are just so... They were made so iconic in that movie that they couldn't help but maintain that iconic presentation in the show, you know? Mm. Honestly, a Jay and Silent Bob cartoon would work better than a Clerks cartoon. And you could they Definitely. could interact uh, with yeah. the Clerks. All the, Dante and Randall could be characters in the Jay and Silent Bob cartoon. And they also always make yeah, dumb characters. excuses to travel different places. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that would be great. You could do a side-off episode like they would do in Ren and Stimpy, where in this episode, Jay and Silent Bob exist in Robin Hood times. And they're marrying you know, literally cool. tights. You, know, you like, are literally describing Bill and Ted the animated series. <laughs> oh, man. But with Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, clearly they're better, but... <laughs> More smoking weed. Let's do this, guys. All right, let's make this happen. <laughs> Who knows some execs? Well, you guys, you guys have to play Jay and Silent Bob. Clearly, yeah. I, I as long Zane as you give me Lando. a check for do for saying nothing, I'm good. <laughs> Man, the audition for Silent Bob. Well, that's why they actually did the Science Says segments. Kevin Smith has said it's basically so he could get a paycheck along with Jason, Dante, and Randall oh, by being so one good. of the four main characters. That's very he funny. Talks in those. Yeah, he that's wasn't great. getting a paycheck for making it. Well, yeah, but he, as far as one of the four main cast oh, members, okay. unless he spoke in every episode, he which is be why, and he speaks at the end of every <laughs> yeah. science says, yeah. Have you, uh, no have you guys ever listened to uh, um, an evening with Kevin Smith? A few like, of them, uh, yes. Yeah, there's like a there's like fun. a kind of reoccurring Netflix segment where he does kind of not stand up, but like a Q and A session with a with a school or with a Comic Con or something, and just answers questions about his works. The problem is he talks so much that he, he tells the same stories over and over again. And I've listened to a few of his podcasts, too. But I, I love it. I, I Oh, yeah. I think he's great. And I, I'm not being a hater at all. I'm, I'm dating critical him, of the things I like. Dating him. The one that I really remember was one where he was talking about his daughter, Harley Quinn, watching Dora the Explorer. So, like, wow. you know, she's a full-grown adult now, right? Or she's 17. Which is so weird. She played baby Silent Bob in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Weird. And... Uh, <laughs> Now she's in yoga grown up almost. She's yeah, she's not a grown up. She's still a teenager, but it is weird. You guys know an awful lot about Kevin Smith's like entire life. <laughs> I do. I was there as a hardcore fan following the production of Whoa. films when Jason Hughes went missing, <laughs> and we didn't know if Jay, which parts of your Jay life was, were you there for. We didn't know if he was dead or not. Like he was on heroin and missing. Like this was a big he was part in the of my bushes life. of like, the Smith estate. That's what he meant point, by he was yes. there. At one no, point, you were. Oh no. <laughs> But I mean, like, as a fan, like, and this was one of the first, like, not one of the first, X-Files was one of the first internet communities. But, like, when the internet still wasn't huge and there wasn't these huge communities, the Kevin Smith community was one of the very active, like, internet communities. That's why there's so many in-jokes with the fans and stuff like that. And it, was, it, it does. It was Kevin Smith and Homestar Runner and Maddox. <laughs> Those three. But it's, it is in kind that order. Of, it is kind of intimate. Yes. In an embarrassing way. <laughs> <laughs> It is. It, it it very much when you're a fan of Clerks, you feel like you're connecting with everyone who likes Clerks, which is like the most blanket statement to say about any subgroup. But it does feel true. Yeah, I feel like I'm in the outgroup. I, I feel like I'm being like persecuted now. <laughs> you're the you're the guy no. in like the middle of Clerks who's trying He's to buy paper witch. towels and looks shocked that they're talking about jizz moppers. Like <laughs> that God, guy. If you're at work. You should be more professional. <laughs> like, I've never heard such filth in all my life. Like children could be walking in here and they would hear your la They might emulate you and try to aspire to be you. And I think that's wrong. That's the point. <laughs> yeah, I know. Zane's always been about 45 at heart. <laughs> oh, man. Like a broken record. Um, yeah. Do we have uh, anything else to say? I had one more thing, which is just kind of a weird thing that I picked up on. Did you notice that they referred to Randall and Dante as the clerks on multiple occasions? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, against Isn't the two store clerks. The yeah. block of stores. Yeah, interesting. 
Yeah, like Scooby I mean, and the gang. Like this is like you it's were branding. a team. Well, it was uh, yeah, it's mostly branding. mostly Leonardo Leonardo, right? Like well played clerks. Well played clerks. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that because it speaks more to Leonardo than anyone else. It's like he's heightened this as like this grand like religious war in his mind. Like there he's is in his arch own enemies, show. the clerks. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Leonardo. I think he's very funny. He's definitely a great addition. Um, I guess that's kind of all I have to say. I did have a comment that I would like to read, if that's Ooh. cool with you guys. That's yeah, yeah. cool with me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> guys All, right. Very... All right. I like the enthusiasm. <laughs> I'm with you guys. You're like guys. new, Randall. <laughs> so uh, this comes from our friend Gary Lane from Saturday Morning Rewind, um, who says... Clerks is proof that it really is better to have loved and lost than to never have loved at all. It's one of my favorite animated series, and I was always bummed it had such a short runtime. But six episodes of greatness is better than none. As I get older and find Smith's writing tests my patience a little more than it did when I was younger, I still think this show is sharp and funny. The fact that its second episode is a clip show is just brilliant. I, I can I can attest to that. I yeah. totally agree. Absolutely. Um, plus, it's good to see that these characters can be funny without all of the four-letter words. Great fun for all ages. I think that much like the Napoleon Dynamite animated series, this holds Whoa. up as well, if not better than the source material. Let's pretend he didn't say that entire last sentence. But... <laughs> I actually no, I, saw I think the that Napoleon that... Dynamite cartoon series. Oh, wait, but... what? Did, I, I started to black out. Um, is he? He really said that the Napoleon Dynamite animated series was good. He said it was better. Well, than he the says movie. it holds up better than the source material, oh. which. That's I, such I a polarizing work that I would totally buy it. This one, I think probably less so, but Zane's living proof, so I guess he's right. There he is. <laughs> You're proof that this guy is right. <laughs> That's what you are. <laughs> oh, I'm going to get nobodied. Yeah, I, uh, no, I, I, I like that comment. Um, you know, Gary, like us, watches a lot of cartoons, and so it's interesting that this was one of his, his favorite because, you know, it does pack a lot into such a short, um, short runtime. I like that he uh, he mentioned something that we were all kind of coming to terms with, excepting Zane, which is that um, it's testing his patience a little bit more as he grows up, as he kind of finds Smith's writing test his patience a little bit more. And I kind of get the argument. I, I understand it, too, because if we all know Kevin Smith from his podcasting world, like uh, the more recent movies are coming, are being birthed from convos during his podcast. <laughs> Some of them are half baked. I, uh, but you know what? Or fully I mean, baked? No, they're fully baked. They are what they are too. They're, he o- they're overbaked. Yeah. There's no grand. They're one and a half though, baked. That they are anything more than what they are. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, At least. he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't tout them like the indie film festival winner of uh, the upcoming season. Yeah, and it, and it's also like the podcast equivalent of how he came up with Clerks, like just talking about bullshit and then putting it on a camera. Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good point. Yeah. I. Uh, I mean, I. Still... I don't know if I. I'm still a Go big ahead. Kevin Smith fan, and I I do still love it, but I re- I recognize it too. However, I I think when he's doing what like originally got him attention, which was like how great with words and dialogue he is, that is when he shines most. And he has taken a lot of steps away from that recently. I mean, Red State and Tusk were very atmospheric movies, and I thought they were both great. Yoga Hosers was a little wild and off the rails. Chicken Silent Bob Strike Back was wild and off the rails. Things have gotten a little and weird. of course, our favorite movie, Zack and Mary Make a Porno. I don't think I need to say that. <laughs> there was some sharp writing in it, sharper than I expected. As long but, as you uh, don't say Jersey Girl. Oh, God. <laughs> I remember trying to sit through that. <laughs> when he writes the more, like, it's, that's actually something that is a little present in the cartoon series, too, is that 
these are very literate uh, adult animated characters, especially in 2000. There was no one on Family Guy or The Simpsons or South Park or anything that talked like Dante and Randall, that had the vocabulary of these slacker Gen X pop culture junkies. And that is cool when that shines through, too. It's cool to be like, well, I'm watching a what's the equivalent of like a, an adult swim show with a very verbose vocabulary that isn't like Rick and Morty. <laughs> and uh, that's if it's like cool, it's like if Frasier was thrown in a dumpster. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great way to describe it. <laughs> You look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the idea of a precocious twenty something. Like it's just like like that's what we're looking at. Like a little kid that got right. into the growth serum. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. <laughs> like um, a child prodigy that got into the growth serum. But he's a prodigy in mischief. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, he's an avatar of mischief. He's Loki. Um, yeah. So that's uh yeah, that's thanks, the animated series. Yeah, thanks so that's much for that comment, Gary. Um Thanks, Gary. Hope to hear from you again soon. Thanks a bunch, Gary. I like the greatest Gary. <laughs> the yeah, best. Thanks, thanks for you guys for for coming on. Do you have any final thoughts before we uh, look at what we're doing next? I I think we got most of it out. I did. I yeah, I get it Thank all you. out of the system. I mean, it was only six episodes, so it was an easy one to. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we've through. never actually run down an entire series before. I mean, we did it very <laughs> quickly, but episode. like okay, the fact that so there's only six episodes made it easy. Do you want to set something up for a five episode series? <laughs> let's go for it let's do shorter that's our stipulation we won't we won't come back unless we can do the entire series again yeah <laughs> yeah and it's got to be a series that was canceled after two episodes oh you you should have come on for capital critters that was only like eight right <laughs> nope five or five or i'm not in johnny quest was surprisingly only one season um yeah so uh well uh, thank you both for coming on our on our on our podcast oh, really thanks for inviting us guys yeah thank you it's been a lot of fun i, I definitely look forward yeah, to talking to you guys again yeah i love talking to someone who's so well like who's so well versed in this thing that i am like appreciative of but don't have nearly as good a catalog so <laughs> tangential yeah it's, it, it's been a real treat uh what do you guys uh do, we, do you want to plug your uh website one more time yeah, Secret Room, Secret Room Multimedia, secretroommultimedia.com. It's kind of a long name, but Secret Room Multimedia. Check out Fairpoint. If your listeners are into cartoons, I recommend uh, we did an episode about Wacky I, I'd races. hope that they are. Oh, yeah. They are. I would assume they are. I would hope so. <laughs> we did a Homer J. Simpson profile. We did Homer. We did Wacky Races. We did... What other cartoons have we done? Oh, man. Powerpuff Girls. Wacky yeah. Races sounds so funny. Oh, it's that so... That was a fun one. That was, was so that was a fan-requested one. It was. Oh, I just mean the title sounds very funny. Oh, are you not like, familiar you know, you with the show? The show Wacky Races? No, I am now thanks to Andrew Spawn, but like the <laughs> title Wacky Races is just like, look at this crazy, crazy Polynesian fella, and we got an old Brit coming down to show wacky us what's what. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just what it sounds like to me. <laughs> no. That's That was the alternate name for the Clerks animated series was Yeah, wacky <laughs> that's what Randall would called Indian it. Guys. <laughs> if the censors hasn't, hadn't gotten to him first. <laughs> Well, that's great. Yeah, I, I hope that we can eventually uh, come and uh, talk to you guys about I'm a Cooney or the uh, or or the the Team Rocket headquarters. I love the idea of those spinning tiles, and I want to make sense of like a business that would actually do that to their employees. <laughs> uh, a, a maze like yeah. lobby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, something for the kids. A bunch of floor escalators. Um, so Ben, what are we what are we watching next time? Well, 
thanks, Zane. We are uh, we are watching something that has been heralded from the early days of our Carton cast. Uh, we are going to watch B movie for our the time has what, come. What are bootlegged segments? Every so often we do a movie, and it's time again, and we're going to do B movie because for some reason it has showed up many times as we've talked uh, in our podcasting career, uh, and. Then do you after guys that, have, do you, well, do you guys have thoughts about B movie? I mean, that's a Jerry Seinfeld one, right? <laughs> oh it, yeah, it's the only thing that he's done since Seinfeld, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> yeah, no thanks, I'll pass. <laughs> My girlfriend keeps keeps pestering me to watch this movie. What is your generation's nope. fascination with this movie? Nope, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> so I actually, I already watched it, and I kind of like it. <laughs> no, Polarized. no, you should break up with her and start dating Veronica again. You know she's good for you. <laughs> um. All right, and then after that horror show, Zane, what are we doing afterwards? Uh, after that, it is time again for us to watch a show based on a video game franchise. Uh, so uh, every thirty-two, we do a classic video <laughs> game based thirty-two one. episodes, <laughs> like clockwork. Everything because you know thirty-two bit, whatever. Um, I know it's just funny. So we've done Mega Man, we did Kirby, and now we're gonna do the original Sonic the Hedgehog TV show. Oh, oh well, we did Kirby Sonic. right back at you. Get the title Got an right, dude. <laughs> yeah that should be a lot of fun uh we had a fan who suggested it um i'm excited to talk about that because i don't think i've actually ever seen it yeah I nor think do jerry i have seinfeld. a good catalog whoa really jerry seinfeld's best cartoons never right? saw oh. sonic cartoon wait did you say it's one of the best cartoons not. no one of the best seinfeld oh uh cartoons sonic oh. is sonic? making the, the original sonic is, sonic is it's pretty awful what's the deal with these chili dogs <laughs> and um, he's voiced by by steve urkel Ooh, fun! Not yeah. not uh, Stefan or Kel. No, 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 no! Just that's my Jaleel favorite White. part of that no. show. Is a professional. Is how he okay. transmogrifies into a cool guy. <laughs> the same name too. <laughs> Pronounced. No one will French. figure it out. It's he's Clark Kenting. Um, yeah, and uh, that should be a lot oh of fun. God, I'm, look, I'm yeah. looking forward to those episodes. Uh, again, if you want to find us, you can go to our Facebook page or go to our website, cartoncast.com, or our podcast network, uh, fancybat.com. Uh, I'm still kind of getting it up and running, but we should have stuff like a schedule and a comment page by the time this comes out. And I am mm-hmm. dating myself so that I actually get on my ass and do that stuff. Uh, I hope it works out. But you're free to comment in and yell at us if uh, I didn't. So two pieces of motivation to comment on our page go to uh, itunes uh, for a rating or review if you'd like our show and more than anything else just tell your friends about the show uh guys how do we want to end this uh, circle oh, jerk uh, circle jerk <laughs> no uh, that's get, how get, we uh, usually end our podcast but we cut the mics first oh shit <laughs> that was my secret nate could you give us your best snooch to the nooch um my best that's that's put me on the spot i'll tell you what i'll give you yep. at least my <laughs> third or like... fourth best like All 30 right. minutes of vocal warm-ups. <laughs> snooch, 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 snooch. <laughs> uh, snooch to the nooch. 